I just pressed, <laughs> so we might be uh, off on this one. No, I think we did it. I tried to follow the movement of your arm. I just really quickly okay. have to finish. I'm, I'm looking for dew in the artifact room, so. <laughs> of course. Is this on your way to your Animagus? Yes, I'm getting a second uh, chance. Okay. Um, I'm really? out of well energy. Um, <laughs> I had a dream last night. And I guess, so maybe we should record a podcast just like while your energy refills. <laughs> Tell me about your dream. <laughs> that we were on we were on splash mountain no the jurassic park ride which hopefully will be open by the time you go we'll get there i Uh forgot that we were recording a podcast Uh um but we were on spot or jurassic park and right before the drop my alarm went off i never got to fall (gasps) that's so sad that's really disappointing because that is of course the best part i was like my dream my dream adrenaline and my dream anticipation was like revved up and then all of a sudden my alarm went off um anyway hi it'll really take you out it take you out of it Ari's alarm went off while we were watching tv the other day and I had like a stress reaction just because it's the sound of my <laughs> alarm in the morning my body was like <laughs> um hi uh so many things have happened we only recorded like four days ago but so many things have happened did we record on Thursday of last week? uh-huh immediately after which you a went on a date and b had a really traumatic experience <laughs> So Actually, you- sorry. After immediately after which you had two traumatic experiences. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I went on a really terrible date, <laughs> and on the way home from that terrible date, I got in a car accident, <laughs> which was not your fault. No, it was not my fault. I was a law-abiding citizen, and actually, it's like a really good story. And I was so I got hit by a car <laughs> in a car, which is very scary. It was very scary, and I, like, came – I, like, didn't faint or black out, but I, like, opened my eyes and was like, oh, my God, I was in a car accident. This kid gets out of his car and starts yelling at me. I'm, like, hell fucking Of course. No. Of so course. I buckle. I get out of the car. I'm like, no, dude, it was fucking your fault, actually. And um, I also – and he's, like, yelling at me, and then I hear – How old was he? I didn't know this yet, but he was 17. Ah, but, like, also, I was the one yelling. So, like, everyone thought I was 14. <laughs> um, fair. The cops thought I was coming out of an Uber. So, <laughs> that's an indication. <laughs> oh, my um, God. So, then you heard. Then, so, I heard, no, man, it was your fault. We saw the whole thing. And I was like, yeah. Hell and I turned yeah. around. And these three cops are like, we saw everything. And I was like, fucking yeah. Oh, and my God. It, it wasn't just bystanders. It was cops. It was cops. I Yeah. I guess I haven't told you the story yet, B. Not the whole thing. Um, And then... The kid immediately was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm uh-huh. so Changed tired. Changed his tune, huh? And then um, the, the cops were like, do you want an ambulance? And I was like, why? I'm fine. And they were like, do you want an ambulance? And then I realized my whole neck was bleeding because <laughs> mm-hmm. the airbag abrasions, um, which is I'm fine. But so then by the time these kids' parents got there, it I does look like, really badass, honestly. Thank the you. photos Brooke sent me are great. I um, I was like surrounded by EMTs, and so like, and because the cops were there, like the other party can't dispute it. So their insurance is taking care of everything. My rental car. They called me about my medical, and, and I didn't have any medical thing, thank God. But I missed two days of work. I had to Uber for three days. Yeah. Well, thank God. I mean, if you're gonna get in a car accident, that is the way you want to do it walk yeah. away without serious injuries and get everything paid for <laughs> I definitely have some like post-traumatic 
moments. Uh-huh. Um, and it, like, took me, like, a day and a half to actually, like, freak out about the fact that I was in a car accident because I had never been in one before. But um, I'm good, fam. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Also very understandable, A, that it took a little time to sink in, and B, that you're having an <laughs> adverse reaction, shall we say. Um, that's very scary. Some really Welcome good to news. L.A., baby. I was like, welcome to L.A. And my manager at Core Power was like, they, it's a test for the real ones. She was like really cute about <laughs> uh, Good news? Should we talk about some good news? Yeah. Well, well, today I whipped out my little credit card <laughs> and I got tickets. So I'm going, my mom is doing a photo show in Portland in the first week of April. So I'm going home for a few days and then uh, I'm going to hop on a little plane plane and take a it down to plane. Burbank. Ooh-ooh. That's right. And go spend a few days with Brooke over my birthday. Ooh-ooh. And not only that, but... Where are we going, Brooke? Um, Harry Potter World, Universal <laughs> Studios, LA, which I just already told Bridget I'm going to be a brat about because I'm And I told her I benefit when she's a brat and also my whole body just keeps having involuntary physical reactions to it. So I'm going to be in heaven all day and it'll be great. I have some bad news for you, though. There is no safari ride, so not every animal could be my favorite. <laughs> but they're all your favorite anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love going to things with you. <laughs> it's the best. Especially things you feel very passionate about. <laughs> um, oh, everyone out there, if you like Big Mouth, even if you haven't seen it yet, in which case do that immediately, there's a new um, Valentine's Day episode. It's for, like 45 minutes long. Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> I just hadn't watched Netflix in like two months. So maybe this is really old news for everyone. Ari hadn't seen it either. Are you feeling okay? This <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? What have you been um, watching? Oh, Veronica Mars. Oh. Well, yeah, but I've just been like on the internet in other places very deeply in various black holes. So um, I've like reemerged a little bit because I did sex education mm. and Ari and I are watching Umbrella Academy, mm. which. And I'm watching The Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you sure are. God, it's good. There's drama at every turn. Literally, you don't. You as what soon as you more exhale, you as soon as you exhale, they're like cancer. As soon as the cancer is resolved, affair. As soon as the affair is resolved, maybe she's not going to get adopted. It's like it's just <laughs> That's like life, baby. I was like, no, I. <laughs> I'm so glad it's keeping you riveted. You gotta I, escape car accident reality somehow, you know. Except, of course, there was a car accident, and that is what triggered my panic attack. <laughs> and that is also reality. That so... is what the kids these days call a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> bada bing, bada boom, baby. Um, you know what is n- less triggering? What? This TV show that we're about to talk about. Although we do have some cancer. <laughs> but hey, yes. Bridget. Hey, Brooke. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Splat Blat. The podcast. The podcast. Where me, Brooke. And me, Bridget. Talk about sex in the city. Sex in the city. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. Ish. (laughs) I think we just can't pause. We just got a barrel. Oh, I meant 10-ish years and 20-ish years. Oh, I got that. Yes. Yeah, the measurements are uh, skewed a bit Uh, more than when we started. They are skewed. (laughs) That's right. So, um... 
things are happening left and right. I liked this episode a lot. It felt like they're all growing up in ways. Yes. Shall we begin? Is there any other housekeeping? Um, housekeeping. Well, I don't, I don't, um, I don't want to keep the house. I want to sell the house and watch this episode. Let's flip it. And three and a two and a one. When you're dating someone new, everything can seem foreign, especially if the man you're dating is foreign. (laughs) Yuck, yuck, yuck. My Russian had been taking me around the world, but not to actual places because Carrie doesn't do that. Just the different boroughs. Astoria, uh, the Bronx, Chelsea. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And so Carrie comes out wearing what is a crazy outfit as usual. She's like in a Victorian ruffles. And a corset top and booties. And I love this because (laughs) Alexander says, wow, you look. And Carrie goes, thank you. And I was like, he could have followed that up with so many things. Insane, out of your mind. Like you've never left your house before. (laughs) Like you got dressed in the dark. (laughs) She also cannot stop with all of the pearls. She looks like what I imagine Perdita, the Dalmatian from 101 Dalmatians, would look like as a human. <laughs> yes. You know what else she looks like? A three-year-old who has gotten into the dress-up <laughs> and thinks they are, like, the height of beauty. Oh, my God. So, Mikhail Baryshnikov Petrovsky has brought groceries, and they're cooking in Carrie's apartment. Oh, actually, this episode is a trigger for me. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Not so in the way that you think, loving listeners. <laughs> so he's been taking her out, and he shocks her because he's like, we're going somewhere I've never been before, your apartment. So he cooks for her, which, of course, Carrie does not cook in her apartment. And he tells her that he likes her place and that it's like her. And she says small and artless. And I'm like, again, there's art everywhere and it's not small. <laughs> and she's like joking about how like normally she hides the Vogues in the bathtub. And he's like, oh, we make espresso. And that's so terrible and offensive. And I'll never do that again. <laughs> um, and she's like, I don't have espresso. I have a Mr. Coffee one cup. Maybe if you're lucky. And she puts the wine glasses down (gasps) and a crazy thing happens, which is not just does a mouse run out from across the counter, but Mikhail Brishnikov picks up the frying pan that he was forced to make risotto in and smashes it down. He complains about it to her, smashes it down on top of the mouse and kills it. It's crazy. I mean, it works, but it's a crazy reaction. Today... I literally, there was a, what I thought was a dead cockroach in the yoga room as I was going to teach. And I was like, oh, it's dead. I'll be fine. I went to scoop it up. And <laughs> it wasn't dead. And I literally went, oh, that's oh, dead, no. dead. And my manager popped in, the same manager who I'm talking about all the time, was like, um. <laughs> well, Brooke? that would be very scary. Also, scary. Mikhail Baryshnikov then does a, cr- a crazy thing. I know I'm overusing this word, but everyone in this show <laughs> sometimes has a little crazy in them. He picks up the newly spattered dead mouse and just drops it in her kitchen trash can. <laughs> That's going to be a problem immediately. <laughs> Why? Take that shit to the dumpster outside. Uh, you don't leave a dead rodent in your apartment, no less ew. to smell in the garbage. Whatever. You know, <laughs> Russians Whatever. be Russian. <laughs> <laughs> now that's offensive. <laughs> 
Oh, I give myself zero out of ten Darren stars. (laughs) I give you a solid seven. So they're all keeping Samantha company at her chemo appointment. They're all all having popsicles. Popsicles. Um, and they toast with them. It's very cute, and they're making fun of Miranda's skills and how lucky Steve must be. Cut to Um, Carrie with a Z. She is buying an espresso machine, I she guess. She looks like uh, one of the women in Times Square that has to give out the Chicago Flyers. <laughs> she sure her absolutely little does. little bowler hat and her little red gloves. She uh-huh. is ready to get you to see whichever daytime talk show is playing Mama Morton in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I love the increasing specificity of these. <laughs> it's so very good and accurate. <laughs> From kitchen supplies to kitchen surprise. Carrie, like, doesn't really want an espresso machine, but she's buying one, I suppose, because new life. Because he tells her to. (laughs) Yep. So Charlotte is making eggs, beautiful sunny side up eggs. Beautiful eggs. She props did nice work there. She um, picks up the phone and it's a doctor. She thanks him for calling on a Saturday. And it turns out the doctor was calling to say none of her eggs are viable. Which, like, really, the beautiful eggs that slapped us in the face is just a real, like, a... I didn't I even realize believe, until I didn't we even realize back until to them. we just said it. I was like, wow. Let's like, she now Throw has to deal with these perfect eggs. Heavy, after finding heavy out, metaphor. Oh my God. Yeah. Your eggs will never be sunny side up. Not even metaphor, just symbolism. Smacking you in the face. Charlotte's got pickled eggs. Deviled eggs, if you will. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> that was really good, bro. <laughs> um, so Harry is like, I think has the perfect reaction, which is he's sweet to her, but he also says, what do you want to do? And she says she wants to do IVF again. And he's like, okay, we've done it twice, but okay. And she tells him she's going for a run. And Carrie narrates about how Charlotte's always been, you know, top of her class, ambitious, whatever. But she she won everything except the baby the race. The baby race. And then she like outruns a stroller. And the last time we saw Charlotte running in the park, she had her horse episode. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Throwback. Wow. <laughs> so Miranda and Steve's entire apartment has exploded because they have a baby and the baby now lives in a bedroom. So they live in the dining room. Why is there a Chinese container versus next to a giant jar of Vaseline? Also, the dog is now a The dog is now dog. M- enormous. We forgot about Scout. Scout? Big dog. Scout, sprout, scout. scout. Okay, scout, scout. Um, they're looking in the classifieds for a new apartment space, and Miranda's like, "We saw this place. They're they're lo- totally lying about and, how they sell this." And Steve is like, "What about this one?" And she starts reading about it, and then three bedrooms, it, back space, back space, backyard space. Miranda says, "A house." And it turns out this house, of course, is in Brooklyn, baby. And Miranda Miranda is Um. like, no, 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 no. I'm a Manhattan girl. I don't go there. I don't go to Brooklyn, which like that's not for me. And I also Brooklyn and the relationship between Brooklyn and Manhattan and the ease of getting between them was different 20 years ago. So it would be it would be a different calculation. But at the same time, Miranda is so unrealistic <laughs> in her expectations yeah. so and steve steve is sort of like we have no room and miranda's like concedes to look at it she does she agrees he talks her into it because they literally have no space and are living in the dining room kitchen living room 
So Carrie is at Mikhail's, Alexander's, having um, espresso, and she wants to put milk in it, and he's like, no, but then you're not having espresso, and she's like, okay. And she earlier, when they were in the espresso store, important plot point, was talking about Samantha having breast cancer with Mikhail and how amazing she's being. Sorry, I keep doing that. And, and, and Petrovsky was sort of like, oh, my friend had cancer. Breast she cancer. died. She died. And, and Carrie, Carrie like, like what out. the fuck? So she confronts him about it, not in an aggressive way, but in a like, I want to talk to you about this because it freaked me out and I was looking for support. And, and she's I, like, my friend. And he's like, the one who has cancer. And she's like, Samantha. Her yes. name is Samantha. And everything she tries to say to explain why she doesn't want to hear it and what it, he's like, he's he says kind of puts his foot in his mouth where he's like, or he's just repeating things back to her in a way that's infuriating her where he's like, oh, you don't want your friend to die. And, and he's like, like yes, my friend who died. Die. She and says they caught it early at stage one. She's having the Cadillac of chemo. She's going to be fine. And, and you scaring like, me isn't helping. And he's and he tries to give an anecdote that she doesn't let him give because the way he's like is when my friend died, which is like and she just cuts off it died because she thinks that he's not listening to her. But it seems like and I'm he's on, being kind of clumsy about it. He's also not letting her just like get it all out. And by that point, she's frustrated, you know, so she's just like, you are not listening and I need to leave. And he's like, he's like, finish your coffee. And she's like, she tries to chug it, but it's hot. And then she, she like leaves. takes a hot shot, basically a steaming espresso shot. And she yanks her coat off the back of the chair that he's sitting on. And he, she says, you know, I asked you not to mention your friend. And now all I can think about is your friend. And my friend has nothing to do with your friend. This is a little evocative of Carrie big fights. Yes, Where Carrie is. like harps onto something and sort of goes off the deep end. And, and he like, kind of calls her on it calmly instead and says, I think you're being childish. She says, yeah. I think you're being an asshole. And he says, well, maybe you should go. And she says, I'm going. And storms out. And then and she, she can't sleep all night. It was her first fight with the Russian. And I didn't know if it was the strong espresso or the strong words. But either way, I couldn't sleep. Not even my feet could sleep that night. We got a nice shot of them jittering. And then Charlotte's stretching. And a precious little angel pup runs a up. A little, um, what are they, King Charles Spaniel? Yeah. Wearing a Burberry jacket, runs over to her. And the there's a woman sitting on a bench who calls for the... Um, dog with its ridiculous name and charlotte's like oh i got her and picks her up in her very 2003 gap stripe classic <laughs> scarf. Uh, scarf and turns out this woman has two other of these dogs they're show dogs and this, <laughs> this woman is Trudy a loser is a loser two-time loser she was bred from two champion cavalier king charles spaniels when i but tried, when to, I tried show to show her turns out defect. she has a defect she has got One a her- short back leg such a shame. I used to know She's a, we so had family friends who were obsessed cute. with this kind of dog. This is the kind of dog that I look like. The, oh, I see it a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially with the hair length right now. You guys have the same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a lot of my life thinking I looked like a Shih Tzu and then I realized I look like a Cavalier King Charles. Yes, absolutely. This this dog is just so good at being manhandled and looking wizened <laughs> and <laughs> sincere. Uh, and then Karen narrates, it's been a... A show king met an Upper East Side princess. <laughs> so Miranda hails a cab. She's going to go see this, <laughs> this house. This is so funny. <laughs> it's, I feel like this is iconic also. She gets in the back seat. She tells the cabbie where she's going. 
She goes, and Brooklyn, says, please. And he goes, I don't go to Brooklyn. And <laughs> Miranda goes, yeah. Me either. Me either. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> and gets back out of the cab. And it is kind of a conundrum. Like, how is she going to go see this house if she can't even get there? Take the damn train, Miranda. I know. They don't do that. Oh, and then. Oh, God. Samantha's giving Jared Smith head. And as he pulls on her hair, he pulls away A chunk her of it hair. out. And she, she's like, why did you stop? And, and he has it in his hand. And he says, what do I? She's like, leave it to me. And he says, that's a lot of hair. Did that hurt? And she's trying to play it off and be and like get back with it. And but then he, he has, has lost his boner. He is no longer hard. And she's, he apologizes to her. And she just says, I'm going to go take a bath. She's keeping a very brave face on. But you can tell she's got something going on. And she gets in the bathroom. And Carrie and Miranda are together. And she, again, looks like she's insane. She looks like a 2003 middle schooler. But... I don't know what something about the beadwork on the top of her skirt Ugh, makes her walk like she's pregnant a little bit. It's just, yeah. it's odd. And Miranda's wearing like a shag rug for a scarf. Of course she is. That clashes directly with her hair because Terrible. of course she is. So <laughs> Carrie says Samantha's not going to die. Right. And they have this sweet conversation where both of them are adamant that no, of course not. Because, you know, that's what they're telling themselves and for good reason. And they're all in this together with Samantha and Samantha's not going to die. And so yeah. Carrie explains her. Or I mean, like to them, Carrie yeah. explains the fight that she had yeah. with Petrovsky. And um, Miranda's like, like, maybe it's a language barrier. And Carrie's like, whatever it is, it's a barrier for me. She's like, is this a man I'm dating? The one who kills mice and kills optimism? And Miranda, for, uh, again, says, they found it early. She's going to be fine. And Carrie and says, Carrie's you like, you've said that three times. <laughs> In the last block. And Miranda's like, yep, I just realized as I said it. And they're just sort of like, are we being, are we in denial? Can, I can't believe we're even having this conversation. And, and then Miranda of denial. <laughs> confesses that Steve wants him to move to Brooklyn. And Carrie's like, I can't handle that information. <laughs> That's, it's that gif of Carrie in a pink sweater going, I mean, I can see with what her you're mouth doing. open and just like complete jaw drop. What? Bridget did a great job. Here we Thank go. You. I wonder. My conversation with Miranda brought me back to reality, or more specifically, the people who want us to live in it. The world tells us to get real, but what happens when living in reality means living in pain, fear, or Brooklyn? <laughs> And if then a she defense says, mechanism can get us through difficult times, how bad can it be? Maybe the reality, maybe the reality is, is we need denial. Denial. Friend or foe. And I think it's kind of a bigger conversation, uh, shall honestly, we pause? about. Yeah, let's pause. About like coping mechanisms of in course. this episode in general, which I do think is a good question. I agree. And as with most answers in this entire show. Like nuance, you know, to a healthy extent, yes, coping mechanisms are great and keep us going and able to like move forward. But if they're overused or mm -hmm. keep you from actually healing or moving forward or whatever it is you need to do, they're not so great anymore. And denial it, in particular, yeah, I don't think it's I'm great. I'm less about denial though and more about the like, I feel like I actually go the more Samantha route where I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Until I suddenly also think I'm like, it's a big deal. Yes. Well, hand in hand with that. And I think you'd probably feel similarly. Um, I'm very good at compartmentalizing. 
until I have not realized that it has spilled over the edges and it's yeah. in everything else, you know? Me too. We talked about this this weekend. Which, no, that doesn't make it your friend because <laughs> in that case, you're screwing yourself over in the long run yeah. by not dealing with things as they happen. I agree. And I do think a healthy dose of reality doesn't mean you can't have like hope or positivity. Yeah. And you should always kill the mouse. Fear of the word. <laughs> yes, you should always kill the mouse. Maybe not immediately and with a frying pan, but find a way. Uh, fear of the word increases fear of the thing itself. Yeah. And pain is um, expected oh no. and part of life. Suffering is pain times resistance. Yes. I love that. So my therapist yes. says. Yes. Yes. I think you told me that earlier this year for the first time, and I, that got me through a lot. Suffering is pain times resistance. Think about so. that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's often compartmentalizing or denial is the resistance. Yeah. The resistance of word game that I hate. <laughs> All right. Shall we? Denial had become Charlotte's best friend. So she's just not talking or thinking about it. And Harry, I think, handles this so well, and it's testament to why he is paired well with Charlotte. He's doing some He's research. Like looking at adoption stuff. And Charlotte doesn't shut down to her credit. She's she just kind of does it like, oh yeah, this is fine. And he tells it to her as like a backup, you know, like it it's just would be good to get on some lists. Which is also an interesting departure from when Charlotte was with Trey and was mm -hmm. like gung ho full steam ahead with adoption. And I think it's because still Charlotte feels like if she does everything right things should happen a certain way. And yeah. now she's done. Char Harry is the right man finally, but she's still, you know, having trouble. And so she go best, goes back to the park and the dogs find her yet again. I love how this dog like doesn't, it's not like a reactive dog in terms of like tail wagging love excitement. She's just like full of wisdom and excited about <laughs> eating turkey bacon. <laughs> she's got a little tail wag. She does. She does. She's so sweet. I know. Those silky ears. I want to touch them. Charlotte brought turkey bacon and she gets to feed her treats. And Trudy, the owner, and is Charlotte like, says, she loves you. You know, just because someone doesn't perform the way you want them to doesn't mean that you should give up on them. Another very heavy handed yes. metaphor. And then she says, oh, I'm sorry. And bursts into tears because Trudy had been ragging on how the dog isn't that good. And she's not that attached to her. And she says, I'm trying to have a baby and it's just not going very well. Wait, and, and this woman's last name, it should be noted, is um, Trudy or Trudy Stork. Just, Stork. That's important. Which is, yeah, I mean, come on, subtlety. Not that you would know that. But she, um, Charlotte, Carrie narrates that that day, thanks to a dog with a short leg, Charlotte embraced her own imperfections or something. Um, and Carrie and Samantha are at a wig store because Samantha wants a wig for Smith's movie premiere. So that she can just. And this is a dumb scene. <laughs> it is. It's. Yeah. So she. There's a very helpful man who's like, oh, we often have women with cancer in here. And he has, has a terrible lace front on himself. Um, but he. Does he? Uh, yeah. The front of his hair is no, not real. Oh. So he, uh, Samantha's trying on the real hair ones because she wants to look like herself. So she tries <laughs> on a bunch. She's like, I can't be on the red carpet like this. Carrie's and just like having a good time trying on wigs and she looks like her character in um, Hocus Pocus. She really does. It's so good. She puts on like a blackish purple long wig over her 
over her <laughs> over her hair. The guy puts a terrible, terrible wig on Samantha. Platinum, like, and it's like called the candy. And yes. Samantha's like, I don't want to like, look like these a- These are wigs. Which he's like, I yeah, girls like never me. look like your hair. They're wigs. And I'm like, that's not how wigs work. <laughs> I want a no. wig. I've always wanted a wig. And he goes back to, 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 I mean, wigs are fun. He goes back. I used to wear one for Irish dance. It's a crazy process. Ugh. Um, I know. He goes back to touch her and she's like, don't touch my head. And she balls up the wig and she's like, this isn't a wig. And she says, Carrie. And Carrie emerges in a perfect. Um, Annie wig. Another he, role that Sarah Jessica Parker has played. Annie or like I feel like um, Julia Roberts has worn a wig like that at some point. Sure. I'm trying to like, think what She it looks was. like Meg Ryan in When Harry Met yes, Sally. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. And I'm killing it with the references tonight. <laughs> you really are. Michael Samantha's Dab. like, we're leaving. So they go to lunch and Samantha is talking about how she doesn't do sick person. And Carrie's she's like. shedding. Yeah. And all over New York. And Carrie is like. Listen, it's over. You're not sick anymore. And Samantha's she's trying like, it to could do, come back. She's trying to do the positive friend thing. And Samantha's like, keeps being like, I could die, Carrie. And Samantha and, and Carrie's and like, no, no, no. You're and not I going actually, anywhere. I really love this. And Samantha's me like, too. Carrie, please I need, I need let me, to talk, let me about talk about what I'm, what I'm afraid of. of. And she, um, Carrie, like, actually hears it and internalizes it. And she says, okay, I'm here. Because that wasn't what Samantha needed to hear. You know, Samantha needs reality because she's living in it and like telling Samantha the story that she tells herself is not going to be necessarily what Samantha needs, clearly. And it's like Kim Cattrall is like glorious. Ah, she's so good and beautiful in this, this whole episode. Yeah. And then so she goes finally home. Get, we're she finally says, maybe I should her. just shave it all off. And she goes home. And, and well, she, she has, says cancer. Turns out not so hilarious. So she goes home. Because she's she been making real light of it. Yeah. She, she starts shaving her head. And she kind of like has a moment with herself in the mirror where she's like, okay, we're doing this. And it looks really badass. This was like a side shaved before side shaved. Smith lets himself in and he's like, I got your Blackberry message. What do you mean you're not coming to my <laughs> premiere? And she's holding the side of her head that's shaved and he, but of course there's hair in the sink. And, and he, Jared, Smith Jared is like. Let me be here for you. It's so yeah. It's because so she hot. says she He's says so I'm hot. shaving my head and it's scary and awful and you can't handle it. And he's like, who says? And she says, you freaked out after a few hairs. And he says, you did too. She said, you lost your heart on. And he said, shit happens. And then he comes into the bathroom so and hot. tells her to let him be there for her. And then he shaves his head. She, I know God. And she, she goes, says, put your hair is, is your thing. You're being very sweet and this is very intense. Um, but there's, you can't relate to what I'm going through. And that's what prompts him to be like, oh, well, I'm fucking in this with you. And she says, no, you can't. Your hair is your thing. Which I mean, also, has, that's something she said to Carrie was my hair is my thing. He has beautiful hair. He does have beautiful hair and he just goes for it. And Samantha is kind of like mouth agape. And he says, when I'm done with this, I'm moving right over to you. And it's that so night, sweet. Smith gave Samantha the best head she'd ever had. And there's this really sweet moment of her just kind of staring at him in the mirror as he shaves his head. He's so, so hot. <laughs> he's so beautiful. Miranda and Steve are in, in Brooklyn. Her out of borough experience. Uh-huh. In a gorgeous house that needs work. It's down to the studs, but it's beautiful and open. And Miranda's like, broken, broken, stupid. We're in Brooklyn. Broken. This and is also, ugly. 
they brought the dog. <laughs> they brought everyone. The dog, the baby in a stroller. Like, and how Steve did is they like, get there? Steve is like, imagine this, Miranda. All These of are our my friends. Ideas. You're in the living room having a beer together. And <laughs> Miranda's like, none of our friends are coming to Brooklyn. And We're Steve, so sorry, man, Dave. This is I the episode <laughs> of people calling their loved ones out on shit. Steve is like, listen, Miranda, it's not actually just about you. Brady is, we hope, going to keep getting bigger. And there is a dog and Fatty, the cat, who fights with the dog all the time. And like, and Miranda, it's space. She goes, we're a family. And Miranda goes, oh, my God. I'm married. It's such a fun moment. She has this full revelation. And he, because he's perfect for her, says, I'm going to take Brady and the the dog out to the car. Nope, out to the backyard. (laughs) You stay in here. You know, you just think about it. No, it's just turning into bad Boston. I'm so sorry to everyone. Uh, Especially Dave Eigenberg. I know. (laughs) Perpetually sorry to Dave Eigenberg. So Miranda is like, takes it seriously. And she walks to the back and looks out through a window. And Brady is in the yard running around with a very well-trained dog and Steve. And she say, she sees out her window a welcome to Brooklyn sign. It's like nice to visit, even better to live. <laughs> it's really cute. It's on someone's um, fire escape. And a guy walks in and he's like, so what do you think? And Miranda, Miranda goes, a lawyer typical on him. Miranda goes, we're very interested, but I'll want to bring in an engineer. I'd require a long escrow. And if the furnace isn't up to code, I'll need it replaced. And so she negotiated her way into her future. And into Brooklyn, huh? This is it. Hard truths and growing up in this episode, which is like, whew, guess we have a lot more of that to come in our lives. Oy. So it is the film premiere. Everyone's excited. There's a red carpet. I love Smith. this narration. There's some really good narrations in this, too. There are some great ones. Also, Samantha- I just need to make clear, because wasn't Smith's role in this movie like a walk-on? Uh, yeah, maybe he got there and uh, Gus Van Sant loved him and made him bigger. It made no sense. Okay, so Samantha realized she couldn't deny cancer. But, so Smith comes out in his, she, and she could never. Yeah, so Smith comes out, he looks amazing, of course, in a shaved and head and glasses. Carrie goes, she realized she could never be who she was again. So for that night. She decided, she decided to, be to be Lil, Lil Kim. Kim. And, and she has like bubble a great bubblegum pink wig. And she looks so truly happy for the first time in a long time. They're so sweet together. So um, there's a delivery at Charlotte's door and in a basket. Miss Stork. Trudy Stork. It was a girl, eight pounds, two ounces. Oh, my goodness. Hello. Are you hungry, precious? Charlotte pulls her out and Harry is like, "Uh, who is that? She's a present. Can we keep her? And Harry's like, anything that makes you smile like that, baby. We'd be crazy not to. Princess Dandy Ridge Brandywine. He goes, oh, that's impossible. you got to change it. <laughs> oh, what should we name you, pretty girl? Who's the prettiest girl in the world? Elizabeth Taylor, of course. She, of course. Elizabeth Taylor has guided so many parts of Charlotte's life. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor wrote Golden Goldenblatt. It's, so it's perfect. That was the day Elizabeth Taylor moved in with Harry and Charlotte. Uh, that dog seems like such a love. Oh, yes. okay. So this is my biggest God, fear is awful. a mouse crawling in, bed in and into bed, hair. Which also, mice don't do that. They're mice scary do creatures. That. They're not going to come for you. It crawls into Carrie's hair and she flies out of bed and the Screams. camera goes onto the ceiling and she runs down the hallway. And Alexander down. Petrovsky comes. And he seals the walls and gets out a trap and he's like, now the little mice will have to stay with your fancy neighbors. 
And he says, I didn't think I would hear from you, which and I she's like. like. And they have like a really good. He says, sh- I was upset. And she says, I need you to not talk, which is fair. She just wants to get through it without him confusing her. She says, Samantha is my friend. And, and waits for him to say the one that has cancer. And she's more than my friend. She's my family. My, my insides. insides. She, she will be fine because she has to be fine. That's how important she is to me. Which is like, okay, yes, we understand that. And and Petrovsky's sort of like, when my friend died, she, I was... Well, she says, so for you to say she might not be feels really hurtful. And which then is he, like... Okay, fine. And he... She said her piece. And Carrie doesn't even want to hear about the friend, which I think is he a little selfish. He says my friend who died, and she goes, oh my God, it is. It's a little selfish because it's like, why should she not let him remember his friend? She's handling this worse than Samantha is at this point, you know? And he says, I, I, I was, surprised. it was a surprise and it was really, really painful. And I just didn't want you to be surprised like I was. And then he says, my favorite thing to say to someone you love, which is simply we're different. Yes. Because she says, why couldn't you have just said that to begin with? And he was like, well, <laughs> we are different. And she says, um, and Carrie goes, I, I need my coffee with a little milk in it. Yeah. Which this is like coffee, the metaphor for. And he says, well, it's clear with what, which one of us is the writer, which is sweet. And she thanks him. And he, well, he thanks her. And that night, for the first time, we spoke the same language, which, okay. <laughs> it really hasn't been that much of a barrier. And so they, well, we, have, we have our brunch, a second brunch. It was clear that Miranda's life as we knew it was over. And they just are getting drunk on Manhattan. They've gotten really dressed up cute. in like sparkly flapper outfits and gone out to an old, timey, beautiful upscale bar. And they, they, they're drinking really good Manhattans. Um, they're like, yes, of course, we'll come visit you. And Samantha's like, I won't. I have cancer. And Miranda <laughs> like, says, how long are you going to pull the cancer card? And she says, until you move back. <laughs> it's very sweet. And they're all like, we got drunk drinking as much Manhattans as we can. <laughs> Uh, it's great. Do you remember that awful apartment? And then they reminisce about like terrible apartments they've lived in and the one with the water bugs. What about your horrifying, uh, studio on Riverside? And Samantha goes, Ooh, I blocked it. It's so sweet. And they're like best friends. And that's that. And Car- well, well, Miranda has this really important moment where she's like, man, I've had some shitty apartments here. Why do I think Manhattan is the only place I can live? Which I think is the crux of what living in New York is like in a lot of ways. Yes. But it's also an important realization. That's yes. the thing about really good friends and a really great Manhattan. Uh, so even though each of them individually were changing, they all still have their constant with each other. So sweet. It really is. It really is sweet. Friendship. <laughs> Man. Um, who did you resonate with, Bridge? Oh, my goodness. Mm. I mean, I'm not making choices on this level or dealing with um, any kind of intense life event in terms of the way Samantha is. But I feel like I resonated a little bit with all of them just in the growing up and hard truths I think would I would say is like a theme of this episode for me Mm -hmm. maybe which I guess is kind of the opposite side of denial so that makes sense but I admire all of them for being grown-ups even though Carrie kind of sucks yeah Carrie was was not such a grown-up in this episode but they got there mostly because she's not parrying against someone who's also kind of childish but you know yeah um but I think 
I definitely resonate with the moment Miranda has, not on this scale, but of realizing how self-focused you've been about a particular issue. Yeah. When you realize you've been seeing something completely through that lens and you're like, oh my God. Um, and I do definitely resonate with, with the, um, Carrie and Miranda, both the, like, sometimes you just have to tell yourself things are going to be fine. Yeah, you know, totally. I'm not always good at believing it, but that whatever yeah. story you have to tell yourself, I get, I get that. Absolutely. You, madam, that was me sampling a little bit of resonance with everyone. Um, I resonated with Samantha, like I was saying before, I think I'm someone who like defense mechanism is to like joke about it. And I think that's like a, my family thing. I was talking to my mom about it on, in the phone, uh, in the phone, Mm -hmm. um, yesterday or today, um, probably yesterday. And then, um, I think like the carry where like, sometimes you just like can't hear anything but what you're thinking and like, the, the snappiness and the irritability that comes with just like n- feeling a lot of feelings and like having a like a strong reaction to whatever's happening, you know? Totally. Um, and not really Miranda or Charlotte for no reason. Just like I felt much stronger towards the other two. Mm-hmm. Also what you were just saying, I think it's, it's kind of like um, it's, Carrie's outburst is kind of misdirected. Mm-hmm. You can't, there's no one, like, you can't really be angry with someone about cancer. You know, there's no culprit. And so because, because of his perhaps inelegance in bringing it up, like, he becomes the, yeah, and I can the, resonate with that, with it, like, spilling out, with getting frustrated with the thing that's not the problem, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. You um, know, being a human. <laughs> being a human. Um, plopability? Uh, I would say... Probably all of it. Yeah, I'd say it's totes ploppable. Again, I wonder, I mean, I just don't think um, Charlotte's character would be drawn. I think there would be a different version of it, you know, potentially. So I think this whole kid conversation would go differently now, potentially, Mm -hmm. because I just don't think Charlotte would be quite as Charlotte as she is, you know. Yeah, well. In the same ways. Like she's, she is, and you know, a lot of things shift in 20 years. Like, I think there's a version of Charlotte who exists today, but I don't totally. know. But I also do think that there is the version of Charlotte that exists exactly as Charlotte is in this Yeah, show. you're probably right. You're probably I don't think right. that Charlotte would be married to a Harry, but... Or potentially a TV character. Fair. Today. You know um, what I mean? Yes, totally. Uh, how many Darren stars do we give her? I think this is a solid nine. I give it a solid nine as well. Nine Darren stars. Nine Darren stars. Um, what about your delties, doopsies, dootsies, downsies? Oh, all the dudes. Um, I, my delta down was that the like low key phlegm in my lungs that this winter has just been keeping at a constant stream, um, turned into feeling really shitty last week, mm. but. I'm like, I think I'm finally through most of that. Um, And my Delta up, I have a few. One, literally, I mean, I don't love losing an hour of sleep, but could not be more delighted that the sun sets an hour later. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Bam. That's how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's the phrase. 
I had a really lovely time celebrating sweet Ari on Saturday. We had his birthday celebration early. It's on Wednesday. Oh, I was like, oh my gosh. I know, I know. (laughs) That's what we were out for, Um, which was a great night. And it was so fun to see like all his people love him Mm -hmm. because I love him so much. I love him too. Uh, And... I had um, uh, one other thing, and uh, I do not remember what it is, but just know that, you know, good things. Nice. Brookie? Um, my Delta Dawn was definitely this car accident. What? I know, weird, right? Um, my Delta Up is that I feel like I did something a little um, that people would – I just did something this weekend that I've been wanting to do, and it, I feel great about it. Hell um, yeah. And I am excited for Bridget to come. Oh, God. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. That was my third thing. Duh. <laughs> um, and I'm just – I'm ex- my brother has been on for Scorpius all week, and that's been really exciting to experience from afar. So I'm he very happy that – fucking killing it. That he's been – amazing it's what he deserves i know oh i have a um today i scrolled down in the prime video app and read a there were they had reviews of sex in the city which is just hilarious in a lot of ways of like recent reviews but my favorite one if i can find it oh no so i took a screenshot of this one Best Ever by Marlene on November 25th, 2016. I love season six the best. I was in season six. I was the doctor (laughs) that delivered Miranda's baby on the show. We filmed it one week before 9-11, so it was a special show for all. The girls were great, and we had great fun doing it. I am not a professional actor, so it was quite a treat. If you live in New York long enough, I guess you will wind up somewhere, someplace on film. (laughs) Which I just am so delighted to share with all of you. (laughs) That's crazy. Speaking of crazy things, Bridget. Yo. If I wanted to find you on social media. Wait, also, wasn't Brady born in season five? Yeah, none of that Madam, (laughs) come on, Marlene. Fact check. Although, I don't know, season six has been a seven years long. <laughs> <It's been laughs> 10,000 years. It's been 84 it's years. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what were you going to say? If to I me? wanted to find you on social media. Nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. <laughs> if you insist. Um, you can find me on social media, <laughs> on Twitter, at Mrs. Burt Macklin. And you can find me on Instagram at BridgetM37. And back over to you, Brooke. Hi. Thanks so much, Bridget. Happy to be here. Um, if you wanted to find me on Twitter, you could find me at Brooke underscore Wiseman. And if you wanted to find me on Instagram, you could find me at Brooke Wiseman. No underscore. And if you put an understore, understore I will... Um, if you put an understore, you're going to break the internet. <laughs> no one knows what that is. If you put an underscore, I will hex you. Hex you, sure. That's all. That's all. And we exist together at on the internet. Splat podcast on all the places. Just all of them. Just find us. You know. Just find uh, us. Uh, we great love you. Subscribe. Just to find us. We love you. Thank you for um being here with us on this sacred forty-eight minutes. Rate. It's been real. Review. Subscribe. 
Send us love. We love you. Love Ciao. yourselves. Enjoy your March until next week when it's also still March. <gasps> By the time we s- next speak, the Ides of March will have happened. Oh, Ooh. thank fuck. I get so nervous as they approach. <laughs> Beware them. Okay. Everyone so have a car accident free week. Love you. Bye. Bye.